Welcome to Was That in Good Taste, your podcast for learning things about things that you might not know of. My name is Chandler Phillips, and with me, as always, is your gracious and salivacious co-host and producer and everything, James Beery. Oh, you want to tack on your title? Okay, all right. Um, I get to do it. I didn't know uh, that's how introductions worked, but oh, okay, (laughs) here we go. Um, Today, we're talking about something that's a little bit more serious than what we have talking about uh something almost a little too serious a little too serious we're gonna have to put on our serious face (laughs) um talking about was that in good taste uh cultural and identity erasure um this kind of came up because i was uh, listening to a conversation the other day and someone had brought up the point of how there's an analog between um, bisexual identity erasure and um, the terminology that we use a lot in racial and ethnic identity politics called passing. And I thought it was just kind of an interesting take, a hot take on that on that analogy. And I wanted to dig into that a little bit deeper. Uh, with James over some um, tasty beverages. Yes. Yeah, so uh, with the stretch that is Chandler, of course, he decided to pick kombucha. How was kombucha related to identity erasure? Well, because kombucha starts with a culture. And then over time, through additives, through uh, different blendings, through different promotions its culture is erased its culture is slowly and gradually completely absolved or obscured from the final product that is a direct mirroring by the way of white supremacist thought you know that right where it's like you know yeah (laughs) he's like the blacks are gonna it's like you know we got got all these other (laughs) things the vinegar is gonna take over the culture and now i'm gonna now instead of being just vinegar in the you know, is, no way. Instead of just being just fermentation, just fermentation, you know, we're gonna be a spicy juice. Look here, my great grand yeast came over to this culture <laughs> three hundred years ago and enslaved it. <laughs> so uh, it's, it was a re- it's a real stretch. Um, the kombucha, I'm not a fan of it. I'm not what, a fan of What brand of is it? What is the fucking... Uh, oh, all right. It's Health Aid Booch Pop. We have uh, palm berry and lemon lime. Uh, full disclosure, I am not a kombucha fan. Um, not a fan. Not a fan. Not a fan. Uh, not e- all. Not even like uh, a Dyson, uh, like one of the ones that just kind of blows in a single direction. Oh, the one that has no blades? Exactly. Bladeless, no fan. Um, <laughs> You're not a fan. Not a fan. <laughs> I forgot where we started with this. Uh, you don't like it. Oh, yeah. And it, the ratio of uh, queer identities. There you go. Oh, okay. How <laughs> am I tying those back together? <laughs> you, you're, I don't think you are. But uh, what we can tie together is uh, why we do this, right? Because we want to entertain you and stuff. So don't forget, of course, you can find out more about these kombucha and kombucha products Monday on Behind the Bar. Every Monday at 8 a.m. The same fee where you find this every Friday at uh-huh. 8 a.m. Same aisle, same store. The same, the same stuff. 
you know, there we go. I helped you. I got rid of the. So now we're in, we, we we've clearly just left the 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 connecting of flavored beverages. Yeah. With the erasure of queer identities, just, mm-hmm. just gonna <laughs> you did that. I thought it was a pretty clever connection at the time. You thought but... it was clever to make a joke about the erasure. You think intersectionality is a joke? Well. <laughs> God damn it. Yes. Um, no, intersectionality is no joke. And that's why we, two cis men, are going to sit here and get into it. Because nothing, I guess, is, is more appropriate than our perspective. <laughs> on intersectionality and how it affects um excuse me i genders oh, and, and people i know color. queer people mm-hmm. so i can talk about their experiences mm. do you have their permission to do so or are I you mean, just kind of appropriating their experience as your own i think as someone who identifies as a man i just can decide to do that yeah, okay, that checks out. And also, as someone <laughs> okay, who's, yeah, all, who's, all these, uh... who's had uh, many queer partners, okay, okay, you know, many, I get to decide, okay, because I get to, I, I'm a man. I'm the decider. I'm the decider. And I decide. That's an old yeah. Je- George W. <laughs> I'm really quote. good. It is. I'm really, by the way, that I'm glad that dated. you mentioned the whole thing about, because, you know, one of the big issues with, this is like the, the, just the, the top of the muffin. <laughs> it's just the, the fact that the most conversations about about like queer representation and stuff and even racial identity is mostly white men yeah and then just men and then and, men in, in general and then you have white women yes you know well yeah yeah you yeah. know so yes but you do need people to talk about it it's very important mm-hmm. you know if they have the right takes and i think my take is right because i'm a man wow that's a hot take. What is your take on uh, erasure oh. of queer identities? Oh, man. Oh, there's so much stuff to get into. Yeah. You got bi-erasure, which is so awesome and interesting. Well, that was awesome. the one I wanted to talk about first. So yeah. let's get into that one. So uh, there's one thing. There's a YouTuber named Lindsay Ellis mm-hmm. who used to write and work for Channel Awesome many years ago. And now she's kind of what they call BreadTube, like a philosophical leftist YouTube stuff or whatever. BreadTube? It's a whole Marxist reference. So That isn't just RedTube. No. Because anyway. that's something different. <laughs> you don't know what Marx was into. Um, hmm. So she was talking about some of her experiences. And she apparently got flagged a few years ago for talking about uh, about privilege in the queer community mm-hmm. when you're bisexual because there's a lot of bi erasure so if you it's not just the thing on pencils it's definitely not um if you that'd be interesting if it was uh, <laughs> right. uh if you're if you're bisexual mm-hmm. and you are like a, a bi woman and you date, date a, a cis man then people when you're in the queer community will t- they often look at you weird and treat you strangely and because do- they don't really buy that you're bi which i you know i personally have been i've in the room when i've seen it happen when i was dating a bisexual woman or when i was dating when i was dating a trans woman mm-hmm. you know like in their community they're like oh you're dating a cis man so you can't be as queer as you say you are 
Mm. Right. You know, but the thing is that like you can, if you're bisexual, you do have the privilege of quote unquote passing because if your partner is a cis partner and you're in a traditional quote unquote heterosexual relationship, right. Then you're, you're, you're not penalized just by the eyes of the world. You're not having to deal outwardly with the bigotry and the oppression that people would just do to you in your regular life Mm -hmm. because the person that you're standing with fits conventional norms. Right. Because, and with that person, I'll bring it back. You said, because they're able to pass as a heteronormative uh, relationship. I think that's interesting that there's, uh, because you have the privilege of being able to pass, that creates its own hostility within um within the uh marginalized community and it kind of really breaks down to like what even is erasure right you know erasure which of course you can look on the internet you can get the definition but i'm gonna do it anyway erasure, it's also a band in the 80s it is actually uh-huh. yeah oh boy go you um <laughs> <laughs> it, it pretty much erasure takes place when people society uh you know social people the internet uh tv uh thinks of anything other than quote unquote the norm mm-hmm. as dangerous different or you know as being a danger of taking away from you right so then what happens of course is that inc- it increases fear and what happens is that there's internal erasure and societal erasure because you as a, for example as a queer bisexual woman might not want to deal with the ire like if you like women and you're a woman you're a cis woman and you like women you might not want to deal with the ire of your family right Mm -hmm. so you're attracted to men so you date men so you don't feel uncomfortable make your family uncomfortable you have to deal with the difficult things you've slowly erased part of your own identity right that's the internalized yes yeah in your community with your friends if you date someone who's cisgendered you know, cisgender man and you're a queer woman, right? Then the people, your friends, the people that you talk to in your Facebook groups, which happened a lot of time, what happened a lot on left tube, which is a whole, uh, no, on the left book. Left book is this, bread tube. <laughs> this is leftist Facebook shit. You okay. know, is this the, you know, that's the kind of thing that happened where if you put a picture of you and your fucking cis male partner, then people don't like your pictures anymore. They don't invite you to things anymore. You get a little ostracized. Like not a little. Like you get you, a very ostracized. You get actively ostracized. You know, and like you know, I'm black. If I said that I was bisexual around the wrong people or some shit, I'd be game over for me. Okay, mm. you know, you, you cannot do that. So then, well, there comes the the other the other dimension of intersectionality is as people of color have to deal with a whole list of other stigmas within their own cultures against uh, views towards the queer community. Oh, of course. The history, oh man, Ooh. fucking don't even get me started on like just the history of black faces and black bodies in the queer movement just erased from history. Mainly the erasure happened. White queers, you know, kind of just like took the movement made it happen right so the history wait white people co-opted something for their own gain <laughs> you know oh. i don't trust <laughs> i i don't believe that wow. the i can't even fake i know surprise. right <laughs> fucking i queer erasure in the fucking black community 
is crazy. Mm-hmm. It's fucking crazy. And the thing, like, so Little Nas X and the fucking Montero Coming By Your Name fucking video came out. And it's a bop. It's fucking crazy. Oh, it's a fucking banger. It's so fucking good. And he did it because when he came out, he said that he felt like, you know, he would not be that kind of gay. Like, he didn't want to come out at all originally. Mm-hmm. But then he got older, felt more comfortable, you know, so he decided to come out. But then he told himself, I'm not going to be that kind of gay in my music. Where he said, and I'm going to paraphrase here, but I think it's almost exactly the same words. But he said, I knew that, like, no matter what I did, I wouldn't get any more respect. I knew that what I did, people wouldn't respect me more or think of me as anything like, like I'm going to have the negative connotation put on me. Right. Mm -hmm. Because young, you're black, come from a religious, the religious South. So he's like, you know, I'm just gonna be myself. And, you know, and that's he he saw he was in a situation where he was going to be stigmatized regardless. Yes. But like, you know, that's like one example of someone like, coming above right black women being bisexual very hard for them with their families i've seen it you know i'm very fortunate that's not been me you know but like in your community when you're in your house you know you you, you can't wait till you get married yo go get a man can't wait till you had, where are my kids at yo you know well, it's kind of Kind of interesting as someone outside of the black community. Cause what? You're not black? I, wait. Wait. <laughs> what? Because um, it seems like in observation, one of the, I guess, how am I going to put this? It seems oh, yeah. like there's a uh, social hyper-masculinization of the black community. Yes. I mean, you see that with Serena Williams. Yeah. As an example, you know, like uh, with the with the, what's the name of the, the, the ice skater, you know, the one who could do the fucking the backflip on ice. Oh, um, and then they said that, like, you know, they won't the, the way they grade the points that it won't be like super high because they think it's too dangerous because only she can do it. What? <laughs> so, wait, there's like a, there's, that mean, like, yeah, you fucking win. You did the thing that no one else. There's can like do. there's like point system and they like grade it. Or like a you know they like determine what was the move in uh blades of fury <laughs> oh shit it's like that <laughs> right like she dead ass does a fucking backflip on the ice you know but like now is it because she's black i don't know but like if could she have done it or shoot i don't know honestly no white right fucking athletes doing that i'm just i'm just saying you know and it's not you know they test you know serena williams is the most fucking tested athlete for fucking hormones and like testosterone and fucking um and like supplements and shit, she's the most tested mm-hmm. athlete in the world. Like, meaning they test her for yes, okay, not they, like they're testing no, no, on no, no. her. <laughs> that'd be that'd be some Isaiah Bradley shit right there. Just like really fucking, yeah, no, that'd no. get real fucked up. <laughs> no, like you know she's the you know more than UFC fighters where they're literally you know we're fucking you know Usada comes in your house randomly at four in the morning if you're in Costa Rica they come and they no she gets tested more than fucking anybody on the planet. She gets called a man. Megan the Stallion gets called a man all the fucking time. Yeah. You know? So it seems like uh, in the same in the same breath that the the social zeitgeist denies black women femininity also denies them a, a, a alternative sexual orientation. And then of course, you know, that also comes from for the in the community, 
I mean, where did it come from? Like black people didn't create bigotry and 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 that stuff. You know, we learned it. You know, <laughs> I'm just saying. You know, but we, you mean appropriated <laughs> white culture? <laughs> but we can't fucking turn a, a blind eye to the fact that like being yay, being queer. And being black, being a black American, that's all people. I'm talking about being a black American, which I am, does not work for you. You know what I mean? Like, you know, the bits of people that are like more feminine, erased if you're a man. Mm-hmm. The bits of you that are more masculine get erased. When I was a boy, I used to always walk and I used to have my hand out. You know, I don't know why I like read a book and I just put my hand out a little bit and my rest to be down because I was a comfortable fucking position. You know, mm-hmm. I'd be called gay. I used to get beat up. You know, like the the femininity in me, the more feminine things, the part of me that made me feel more comfortable, like quote unquote, doing certain things, which are arbitrary, and so sort the of con- constructs were beaten out of me, mm-hmm. teased out of me. You know, they were erased from my identity, from the people around me, because they went through the same thing. You right. know, because you have to be a hypermasculine man. You have to be now it's very weird because women are supposed to be hyper feminine, but like if you're a black woman, then like people who aren't black like think you're fucking a, a masculine man because they're they women they deny you your femininity because they're they're their cis women are wafy and tiny and delicate Wasp. and have stomach problems, which is the whole thing I found though on Twitter hmm? that's like a thing that's like a meme about what? the wafy little like short white girlfriend with stomach problems. I retweeted a thing about it. That's a thing. That's a thing? <laughs> That's a thing. Huh. <laughs> Go figure. Fuck, man. And then you can't even fucking talk about, like, being trans in the fucking black community. Oh, good luck. Fuck, man. Like, you, you really can't win from outside, and you can't work from inside, because I think that's like a, oh, my God. I can go on fucking forever. I think that's like a result of... Like, black exceptionalism? You know what I mean? It's the stuff yeah. from the fucking 70s and shit, because, like, I don't know. I don't think it's innate hate of queerness and black people. It's two things. One is religious. Yeah. Right? And the other is, you know, like, why be gay when you literally don't, like, it's like, it's hard enough, you know? Right. And my mother told me once, she was like, you know, when I was younger, I thought she'd be gay, and I was, like, kind of scared. But then I realized... That, like, I think I was just scared because I was afraid to be even harder for you. Right. And that's where there's the conscious exception or uh, conscious uh, um, conclusion that there's that intersectionality affects people both on terms of, of race and um, class and and sexual identity like there, There's an acknowledgement of that, but it's not articulated in a way that explore or, or that explores or or um uh, uh, uh i'm trying to uh, um, or celebrates yes the, ah, yeah. yeah there we go there's not Good times come on yeah <laughs> <laughs> there's an acknowledgement of intersectionality but not an articulation of it in a way that explores and celebrates uh intersectional identities of course oh and of course we can't even get into you know the fact that you know, um, like black queer people have to deal with a lot, all these things, mm-hmm. so they kind of get erased in the narrative. You know, like here's the thing: is right, like you do see more black gay men on TV 
you know, you do see more of them than you did before. Well, that's because they get ratings. Not a, <laughs> not a lot of black queer women, but you see lots of like gay white couples, mostly men, some women, mm-hmm. you know, and it's usually white, 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 white. And it's funny because all of the like, they're like, all of the hip talk, like the word woke, that's like gay black Twitter. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Everything that it's like really pop culture. Yeah. It's stolen from fucking gay black people. Fucking little wafy white twinks, which are cute, but like, why are you talking like that? Because you want to be like, yes, sister, yes. You don't talk like that. That's well, where you get. Think of it this way, okay? What's the coolest demographic in the US? The coolest? Black men. I guess. The, oh, well, yeah. I mean, fucking cool as fuck. Yeah. All right. A certain kind, but yeah. The good one. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's. Uh, and then you know the the runner up for the for the other demographic the for the for for the female demographic of what's cool, gay men. Yeah, that's true. So the coolest intersectional identity that you can that you can put together is that is one that emulates a gay black man i you know but it's ridiculous because like i don't know if you've been to a gay club which i have you know i've many times i've been to a couple you know and here's one thing I, you know they do not like black men um there's a whole fucking thing about it they're literally on fucking grinder if you go on grinder which i'm just saying you know i don't know if you're grinder account but i'm just saying you go on grinder People having their profiles, like no no blacks. And I'm saying in a nice way, you know. Oh. It's like a common thing. Yikes. It's a common thing. You're like, you know, like bears, twinks, you know, you say like it's like inner speak, you know, that's like, you know, kind of kinks you have and stuff and no blacks. What? Yes. So you can be accepting and open and loving, except you can also be racist? I mean, because, you know, black gays are of course the loud ones of course they're the sassy ones because there's like a because that's kind of portrayal that you see on television actual identity is erased it's gone it's vanished which is where like code switching comes in because like code switching is not made up well oh we could throw that into not only is it erased but it's caricatured to the point where it's no longer real that's an that's not real but then even though it's not real it's media, so it gets emulated. Right. You know, my I had a, a friend of mine who I'm not gonna say his name, even though I don't you don't know, but that, you know, it's not nice to dox people or even say their first name. People don't be weird out there. Um and he told me when he first when he first came out, he wanted he felt like he had to act more feminine. Right. And he had to speak a certain way and be a certain kind of gay. Cause if you tell people you're gay and they go, Well, you don't act gay. I sent you that fucking skit about Chandler from Friends. And there's a reason I sent it to you. Because oh. I was watching from SNL, which is a terrible skit. But oh, I was, that, the reason why... That is not a good skit. It's <laughs> from, like, what? 10 years ago? Yeah, it's more than 10 years oh, ago. yeah. Yeah, it was, like, fucking 2004 It still or had Sherry O'Terry and Molly Shannon in it. Yeah. The reason why I sent it to you, because... Um, I don't know if you know this, but uh, fucking David... Oh, shit, what's the name of the, the creator of fucking Friends? David, uh... Fuck whatever i'm drawn i know david schwimmer is ross so he's the the uh david crane who's one of the co-creators it's a woman and david crane david crane's gay chandler was originally written to be a gay man 
But then what happened was they got like a straight actor and they were like, okay, you know, whatever. He doesn't have to be gay. But they put, they wrote on like a thing. There was an edict. They were like, you know, write Chandler gay, but play it straight. Interesting. You know, (laughs) so many things make sense in my life now. Now, here's the thing. Wait. (laughs) So now you have this, this, this representation of a person on TV who's, making like lots of gay jokes and stuff and they like do things and they're like the episode where they're like asking they're like oh you're not gay they don't say the word gay they're like oh we always thought you were you know like that right you know like you see that on television you know and mm-hmm. then like there's that and then there's like will and grace where it's like just that just jack 2005 and it's like yeah. I, people aren't like that but then you see these things and you're like well people think that's what gay is so I have to kind of because those are the few representations of them in media, and those are the ones that must be acceptable because those are the ones you see. Uh huh. When like people really just live their fucking lives, right? You know, people just fucking. You know, I saw on Twitter this trans woman was like, "Black people are so upset where I want to piss. Like, I just want to use the bathroom. Like, I don't. I just want to use the bathroom. Like, people <laughs> don't care. People don't like. People just want to live their fucking lives, and you can't. And that's why I think code switching is funny." Because code switching, I think in America is attributed to like black Americans, like, you know, switching from AAVE to like, you know, like, hey there, guys, what's going on? You know, like, wait, what is it? AAVE? Yeah. You know, you know about AAVE? Pretty much. That's like uh, African American vernacular English. Oh, okay. You know, um, because pretty much like culturally we've kind of shifted into like we always colloquialisms and stuff so much that they've become like part of like, the speech our, our speech yeah. you know and it's primarily black americans but like a little bit of it i mean a lot of it's dripped out but like black americans really well and since hip-hop has become mainstream yes that's yeah you know so you know but when you go into workplace you get the code switch right and of course it's kind of the same thing because you know when I'm around my queer friends sometimes. I queer it up a little bit. You know, when I'm fucking in fucking Red Hook or some shit, when I'm in fucking East New York, you know, I'm in the Bronx, you know, I was on the phone with my friends from high school and I was listening to myself talk and I was like, who who is, who is this? He's going to take my wallet. I, when I'm hanging out with you and I hear you on the phone and I hear you code switch, I think it's hilarious because I'm like, oh, he must be talking to an old friend. I can't help it. It's not on purpose. It's not on purpose. But this happens so fucking much, you know, and like people have are actually having their identities fucking erased, mm-hmm. right? Everything about them erased. And then if you're trans, right, then your identity in the queer community is like the Dave Chappelle joke about where everybody's sitting in the fucking car. Oh, like, yeah. There's a, there's a fucking, the joke about the Oppression Olympics is a joke and it's not real, but like, there is like a fucking internal hierarchy in the queer community of like what's acceptable to certain people. Well, with any community, there's going to be some sort of internal hierarchy. And that's so why I have, um, we need communism. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a woman named Blair White who was a conservative trans like person on YouTube, right? Who mm-hmm. is fine as fuck. Okay. But here's the thing. I think that Blair White is so fucking fine and Blair White can fucking pass 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 so blair white is also the most transphobic fucking person i've ever met 
Are they I just mean, I meant... pro- are they just problematic enough well, to be that good at passing? Can I tell you something? Um there was a I think it was Vice, they have these things where it's like black Republicans and black Democrats and they sit them on like a bench and then they ask them questions and they're like, oh, why do you like Trump? Or you know, they that you know, mm-hmm. so this was like a mix this is a mix of trans people and Blair White was there. And Blair White was talking to a non-binary trans person, a non-binary person who I'm not gonna get into it, but like you have Google, it ain't that fucking hard, you know. So um, Blair White said this, and I clipped it because I thought it would be—I uh, thought it would be very interesting for you to hear. We don't, know, we don't know each other's life. I'm not saying that you're the one that said that I was erasing um, you as trans. I—I I am. Like you're not trans. Like there's a medical definition of being a transsexual. I'm going to stop you now. Huh. <laughs> She's a trans woman mm-hmm. who just told this other trans woman, who, by the way, um, probably hasn't had the um, FF. S, the face of feminization surgery, mm. who probably is like pre-op, who, you know, somebody who, if you were t- being fucking, you know, you were, you might see them. Who's at, at a different stage in their transition. Yes, they're, they're definitely at a different stage, right? Yeah. Well, are white, you know, a literally telling this person who's also trans, who's also a transgender person that because they identify as non-binary, that she actively wants to erase their identity. And that right there is it in a fucking nutshell. I can't say it any better than a fucking trans woman telling another trans person that they want to erase them because they don't fit into their fucking box. Well, I had a little note on here. Um, that's uh, it's a quote. I have a quote now that I'd it. like to 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 in in response to that. Um, it's from the show Futurama. <laughs> by uh lur uh from omicron percy i8 the very same and it the context it's in is they're watching uh, a television show that miraculously cuts off or something along those lines and he gets up in a fit of anger and goes i don't understand it's confusing and it infuriates <laughs> us and that's cognitive dissonance and that's when someone's telling you something and you're so entrenched in in what you've been taught and what you've been told that there's a physical visceral reaction to being told more information. And that's why people dig in their heels when it comes to uh, accepting other identities. Of course. And then, of course, it folds into all the, everything else because – like with Flat Earth and QAnon and stuff, you have the things in your life that you think are good or right, mm-hmm. right? And if you're wrong about this one thing, then you're wrong about all the things. Right. It's a domino effect. In your mind. Of incorrectness. Even if, even if it's not true. In your mind. Mm-hmm. So you have to be right about this thing. You have to adamantly defend the one thing so that it doesn't knock over the entire row of dominoes. Because, like, how are you a trans woman? I mean, listen, Blair White looks like a cis woman because Blair White has had lots and lots and lots and lots of feminization surgery, which is good. Go Blair White. Yeah, but like, have as much feminization surgery as you want. How the fuck are you going to be dumping on somebody? Because what's the point of spending all that money on feminization surgery if you can't be a gatekeeper? 
I saw I saw that note there. Gate spelled G A Y with a hyphen T E. Um, I was a little proud of that pun, but <laughs> do you know any gatekeepers? Um, you know, I think I might I might know one or two that um because they're men, they tend to either ingest not ingest in 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 jest in jest in joking um tend to uh deny the existence of lesbians (laughs) um which the first couple times i heard the joke i thought was pretty funny the other couple times i heard it i'm like Okay, yeah, I get it. I get where you're coming from. I understand that, uh, I guess, going from masculine to feminine in a social, uh, in the social zeitgeist, in the, in the being seen by your peers, having to, um, I guess, feminize can be more compromising mm-hmm. and make you feel more vulnerable than a woman who has to go from a more feminine to a more masculine role that seems to be like a more accepted or a more socially accepted transition i mean there's a reason why all the conversations are all about trans women but never about trans men because they can pass no it doesn't matter it's not why it's because what it's because trans women are perceived as being men who are soft or pussies or whatever, and like trans men are just being perceived as like tough yeah. women, you <laughs> just know, butch, and and to that's easier for people than the feminization of men, which is weird because it's literally just like a social construct. And can I also just say that if you have the technology to like take whatever you have off and put something else on or whatever the fuck, I don't like. Who cares? Transracial identity is dumb and stupid and not real. But like, if in fifty years you could change the color of your skin with the press of a button, fuck it, be yellow. Who cares? You know what I mean? Like, it does not really matter. None of it matters. <laughs> it's all made up. And the you points know? don't matter. You know, it doesn't fucking matter. Well, the whole issue with being, uh, I guess, transracial would be like, well, what are the racial implications? Or like, I mean, transracialism what? doesn't fucking work and doesn't matter because. They've done studies on it, and people aren't actually transracial. People, there's many reasons, okay? Biological sex is not is non-binary, okay? It's, it's, it's fucking bimodal, not binary, okay? Fucking, literally, there are things in you and hormones and shit and social things. There's a lot of shit, okay? But, like, there have never been any studies that show that a person is actively, actively fucking uncomfortable with the color of their skin other than them being fucking tortured by people for being fucking black or some shit like nobody wakes up and goes yeah man sure do feel like a black woman today (laughs) unless you're rachel dunzel (laughs) like what the fuck that's like no that does not happen but guess what i'm gonna tell you something 
there's the thing where it's like in the future we're all gonna be fucking genderless sexless bobs or whatever you know god i can't wait until we're just a brainstem would you be fucking (laughs) it was like fry (laughs) (laughs) you know you know fuck like it would be really awesome just to fucking like be that or whatever but there are social things right now you know but of all the fucking things the one thing that does not matter is what's in your fucking pants literally does not fucking matter unless it's a gun i do not care like who who cares who cares who's fucking who i don't fucking get that shit i can go on fucking forever about erasure fucking rupaul oh this one's a spicy one okay so now the pyramid club which is closed in new york Mm -hmm. you know um rupaul used to be there in the like 80s the late 70s with um their friend nelson who passed away from aids in like the late 80s mm-hmm. uh nelson has there's a youtube called the fifth avenue project nelson was vlogging in the fucking 80s big ass camera just straight up with people videoing them going to coney on and hanging out doing things god that sounds exhausting and rupaul used to do drag in the pyramid club now wait rupaul did drag here's the thing <laughs> now everybody knows rupaul maybe from like you know, clips of them in movies or being like in movies and fucking Tu Wang Fu and shit and like, you know, RuPaul's Drag Race. But I have a clip here that exists for one reason only. It has nothing to do really with what's being said, but it's really to show the, the truth and the weight of what it's like to uh, drag in a place. And I'm going to play it. It's kind of serious, but I'm going to explain to you why. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. You ready? Here we go. I've let these men touch all over me for the money. I'm trying to pay my rent. I'm trying to get a new apartment. And I let all these men touch me just because I wanted the money. Isn't that terrible? What else is there? What what am I going to do? I'm in show business, you know? Now, this is not like fucking just, this is not like today where you fucking like, you fucking do drag. And this is like fucking people touching you, harassing you, cursing at you. Those videos show RuPaul and them walking outside in the village at night like putting their lives on the line yeah fucking being gay men you know because rupaul identifies as a man mm-hmm. you know being gay men walking around the fucking village like putting their fucking lives at risk right turning around and like saying fucking weird transphobic shit makes no fucking sense you know what i mean like especially when you live through the bigotry and the hatred and shit like actively not wanting to have like trans women on fucking drag race is weird it makes no fucking sense how somebody who can live through that be so willing to when you when you're in a position of power that's erasure because yeah. paul is in a position of power in the gay community yeah people fucking listen to rupaul's every fucking word The only justification for any of the uh, that I could that I could try to articulate is potentially in um, wanting to exclude transitioning people from drag from a drag competition. I think that's the uh, that's the fact that it's a drag competition. So there's two. Uh, I knew this was going to come up. So there's two things. One. Uh, women can do drag. Cis women can do drag. However, it is there because it's a mostly gay space. Straight women usually it's straight women doing drag is very weird and 
usually is kind of an encroachment on the space, right? I thought that too. There was an episode where they had uh, cis women doing drag, but they were like dressing up as... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. As as men in drag. Like, yes. They weren't dressing up as men. Yes. That is a thing. That, that seems like kind of not, an encroachment. That is, yeah. that is a thing. And, and I'm not super educated enough to talk about it, but I've spoken to some drag queens. They don't like it. Okay, so that's them. But here's the thing, um, you know, like, it's all fucking queer and gay people, okay? And there have been trans people on RuPaul's Drag Race who were pre-transitioned who just didn't say it because they wanted to participate. It, it literally doesn't fucking matter. Mm-hmm. It's a fictional show. It's showbiz. It, but the it, money's real. It's not, it's not enough fucking money. And also, it's about representation. That's true. And it is you, about and, representation. And if you have the and power, the yeah. And by the way, the reason I knew you were going to bring this up because I, it, it connects with trans people in sports, because you need to be good at sports. You can't just be a, a, a cis man and like you know transition just to fucking like take part in women's fucking sports. Because guess what? The one fucking trans athlete, the two trans women UFC fighters that everybody talks about, one of them broke somebody's face. It was the only person that they beat. Everybody else beat their fucking ass so <laughs> fucking bad. Okay? And they were all fucking cis women. Okay? The other one is another UFC fighter who's a fucking trans woman who never won a fucking match. You don't fucking just win because you were born fucking assigned male at birth. That's wait, not how it fucking works. Wait, now wait a minute. Okay. You seen The Ringer with Johnny Knoxville? A long fucking time ago. Okay, I'm thinking sequel. Oh my god. It's a sequel. Oh my god. What did the fucking um fuck? There's a quote from the fuck Oh fuck. That's the fucking movie. It's a quote I've been saying for years. When they're fucking standing in the baseball field and they're standing there and they're fucking quipping back and forth. Oh. I can't fucking remember. There's a quote that I used to always fucking say. And I was like, what movie is that from? But there you go. The Ringer? Yeah, yeah the Ringer. I smell a sequel. Um with Johnny Knoxville, it'll be a crossover between The Ringer and Joanna Man. <laughs> oh my god. Remember oh, that I, was a movie? <laughs> yes. Um, damn, they let that be made. They did let that be made. They let that be made, but trans women can't fucking participate in fucking, like... Well, because that's Hollywood showbiz. Can that's, I tell you something, by the way? You probably think the Avengers are real, too. They probably wouldn't win. No. Like, just because you fucking got implants doesn't mean that you're going to fucking win. You know? And it doesn't really rise the bar, actually. Because guess what? Fucking getting implants might actually make you look too feminine. Because there are bits to drag. Drag has different things. One drag look is the open chest with the flat chest with no, Mm. with no, with nothing pushing up. That's a look. You can't do everything if you have implants. That's true. Doesn't mean and, you're gonna fucking win. The intention of drag isn't necessarily to see who can pass the best. It's who can put on the most entertaining show. There you go. Hmm. hmm. So RuPaul's fucking transphobia can fucking miss me. You know how are you gonna go out here trying to erase people in your fucking community? But usually that kind of erasure happens from within the community because it's the gatekeepers within the community. Here's one thing I want to tell because we're gonna fuck have to wrap up, okay? But like, not not right now. But you know, we gotta get a, get ahead of this shit, right? You know, 
this white genocide shit I see here got me wild, <laughs> you know. But don't forget, guys. Of course, when you uh, subscribe to Was That a Good Taste, these are the kind of conversations you get. You can always look in the show notes below. There will be a link to the show notes so you can see the things that we're seeing. You know, so so that you don't just think, <laughs> "Oh, wait, white genocide. Where are these guys taking this?" <laughs> um, it's the illusion of erasure versus actual genocide <laughs> aka the fucking thing that like is the white nationalist fucking thing which is you know oh they're gonna fucking all move here and they all right hold on the can, whole well okay nationalist can you fucking believe that tucker carlson can fucking go on tv and be like they say i'm they want to say that you're racist that you and your family and friends are racist but that's not true what they want to do is is they want to change the demographics demographics and regions are changing and they want to take away your vote your power, your power as an American. What that's saying is that these people who come from other countries who become citizens in America or who have children here are doing it specifically. Are doing it just to take to away your power because you. they're not Americans. Because guess what? If you're not a citizen, you can't fucking vote. So the only people who could vote are Americans. Are Americans. But only the ones we say are the real Americans. The fear of being erased. Here's a do you feel do you feel that ever? I'm not fucking joking. Like, do you ever feel or have you ever felt in any capacity an erasure of your identity? Not because you're white specifically, but because you're seeing things change so much around you that you feel like your identity is being taken from you? Once. Actually, twice. The first one, um, I was watching a documentary called Uh Where Did All the Old Funny Jews Go? <laughs> fuck and it it just had to do with the generation of ashkenazic immigrants to the u.s that developed their own fusion of culture it's it's the people that talk and they have a lot of gestures and it's it's a it's a very specific type of, of hey, Bernie, Jew. nice to have you again exactly <laughs> it's the and that like um the use of yiddish or I I believe it's originally called uh, Mamaluk is the the name of the uh, fusion language of German and Russian and a couple other Slavic languages all thrown in with Hebrew. Um, watching that documentary and seeing uh, kind of staples in the Jewish comedy community get so old and talk about how things that used to be um, – foundational in their in their lives and in their cultures uh since the immigration and as generations die off it's becoming less and less prevalent and that was the one time i felt like oh man that that's some that's an aspect of my culture that i should feel a connection to but because of uh circumstances with um the the death of my my uh close jewish grandparents um, I never really got to to fully explore that part of my culture, and so it wasn't necessarily like an anger from being erased. It was more of a uh, a nostalgic sonder of uh feeling that this was something that's within me that I won't have the opportunity to explore. There are things that connected to that that make me think, you know. Uh, like we're in New York right now. Yeah, you go to a corner store, say bodega, but like 
they all say like deli mm-hmm. you know the delicatessen and it's it's interesting to see bits of cultures not really stolen but to be melded and mashed with other things yeah. and a bit of your identity does kind of get lost which is why i do believe that like it uh, um doing things like wearing dreadlocks and stuff like imitating Rasta lifestyle can be weird and maybe inappropriate, but it's only because in the diaspora of the black American, mm-hmm. you don't really have much of an identity, you know? So keeping the things that you, especially an immigrant, you, you hold on to those things, right? Are those things important? Maybe not, but it doesn't they, matter because they have emotional value. Yeah. They still are valuable. It's just, how important is that value and but like even then i i kind of then resent people who are too jewish Mm -hmm. because i know i know there's a lot of stigmas about jews especially in new york where a lot of us stayed Mm -hmm. um because we're again where i'm from there's not a lot and so when you have like People who um, still dress like the way we were depicted on propaganda posters. <laughs> I'm like, yo, we can move past this, right? Like, they're looking for shit to make fun of us about. I, I run into the same thing when I hear people like so up in arms about white people in dreads. I'm like, yeah, you know, whatever. Like, it's not really a big deal. But it's, you know, people have the bits of them that are important and also things are stolen you know so when most of what you have is stolen from you you start to hold on to things that don't really matter so much i'm sorry if somebody's upset that i think that like people wearing dreadlocks is not that important but like when all you have left of your culture when so much has been taken you know because you kind of got to cling to what's left if you're fucking jamaican really you don't really have no culture anymore either people we don't talk about that shit you know there's a lot of jamaicans in new york their history so fucking crazy. If you're from Haiti, uh, they fucking blockaded the country for so long until they fucking starved. Yeah, you know, like the people. Haiti, ha- you mean the place that was the first uh, slave rebellion turned to a sovereign nation, and then completely isolated, so that they and then had all of its natural goods stolen on one half of the island, globally punished and plundered for their fight for freedom. You know, so people hold on to things. You gotta fucking let them because people's identities are important. People are only who people. We're only our identities. We're only how we see like, ourselves. We spend so much time and effort trying to construct our identity both for ourselves and to have something to display for people that we meet. It's fragile. It's fragile and important. Mm-hmm. You like, know, like a ambrosia salad wait Ew. no that's not what i was thinking of. i was thinking of uh what's the egg oh what oh the it's not ambrosia it's f- 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 fabergé oh fabergé like I, fab- I, I mean ambrosia salad is disgusting but it's made of jello and shit and so it is fragile it is fragile and important so it is important no um and then of course there's somebody out there who might listen to this and be like well well you know it's not but if you just said it's not that important in some ways it's not but, you know, everybody, like, I like fucking, certain things are important to certain people. You can't judge. You're not allowed to. You're not allowed you can say, to. 
It's not important, but it's not trivial. There you go. Well, no, it's not important to me. Some things aren't important to me. Or it is important, but it's... No, wait. It's, it is yeah. important, but it's just not always important to me. Right. So... Well, because you've picked and choose the, yes. the aspects of identity you know, and culture that... Or the aspects of culture that you've used to construct your identity. But that doesn't allow you... That doesn't give you the right to decide what matters to other people. Right. And it doesn't allow you to try to actively erase the identities of other people. It is a, a girl or uh, that's I well there we go fuck me. But does There's it a give person you, does it give you the right to police other people who may be inadvertently erasing said identity? No, but you know it depends on the situation. Yeah. You know, that that's I mean cuz you see a white dude in dreadlocks, are you thinking, "Oh man, that dude's stealing Jamaican culture?" Or do you think, man, that dude probably really likes weed? <laughs> uh, you know, it's so weird because when you see that, the appropriate response, if you feel uncomfortable about something like that, is to look and be like, mm, I don't like that. It's not that, you know, it's not like you see somebody beating someone, fucking beat their ass. But like if somebody well, yeah, you should always enough, answer violence with violence. <laughs> I don't know. Why, but if somebody's like fucking on Facebook or some shit, you know, and they have pictures of dreadlocks, don't fucking attack them for having dreadlocks. Fuck, this is dude on Twitter. Who's fucking Jamaican? He's whiter than you. And people were like... Impossible. That. Someone whiter than me? I know, right? There's this person on TikTok, and I, oh, they're called something tortoise. I feel so bad. And every week, they do a thing called gender of the day. Hmm. And I swear, fuck, I wish I would have saved it. Um, Fuck. Oh, just One, flip through all your TikToks. No, we got I, ha- I do have it. We, we got eight I, minutes. <laughs> first of all, don't don't say that because I actually have it here and ready <laughs> because I just thought that it was very interesting and one of the genders was hilarious, okay? So I'm going to play a TikTok on a fucking podcast because that's what I'm going to do. Are you going to credit the TikToker for yes. their TikTok? Humble tortoise. Because gender of the day. You ready? This one. Anyway, the genders of the day are one, queer-coded space pirate, two, gay... Fuck me, my phone battery almost died. Fuck, oh, that's what it is. Gay panic at the discount store. <laughs> that's the fucking thing. Gay panic at the discount store. Tell me that's not a great fucking gender. That, I... I, love I that might they, identify with that. They come every week and they just fucking say a bunch of genders and they have it a little lighthearted and they express themselves because the only person who should be allowed to tell you who you are and fuck with your identity is you. You know, that, that, that's the only person who matters when it comes to your personal identity. Yeah. Listen, if you want to be a bigot and a racist, like, I can't take that from you, you know, but like, fuck you. But, you know. Well, I mean, but if you're someone's going to be a bigot and a racist and you can play by their rules that bigotry and intolerance is tolerable, then... You don't have to play above their rules. You can say, fuck you. Fuck yes. I'm tired. This is a random tangent, but I'm fucking tired of like in media and shit. Fucking the black people always have to rise above. Right? They always have to fucking rise above. Rise above these nuts. <laughs> fuck. Um, listen, we're going to have to wrap this up. Yeah. This was an awesome conversation. We're going to end it on rise above these nuts. <laughs> these nuts nigga let's do this for our conversation on intersectionality and cultural identity erasure 
um, rise above <laughs> these, these nuts. nuts. <laughs> um, of course, you can always find more of our content everywhere that you do content things like Facebook, where if you put in facebook.com forward slash was that in good taste or just put in a search box. Was that, was in, good that taste? in good taste? Yeah. Or you can find me on Twitter at uh, what funny friend. Oh, and you can find me on the very same Twitter at Humble Bumble Bear. What? No, it's not. It's C underscore honey. No, you said Twitter. Oh, Twitter? It's Humble Bumble Bear? Yeah. Fuck. Just like your website. Yeah. BumbleBearComedy.com. The very same. Wow. And, and kind of similar to to your... Oh, wait. No, your website isn't named after your Twitter. No. Which one's yours again? Oh, my Twitter's... What? what? No, your website. My website? Oh, I don't have my website anymore. I'm oh. not using it. Because there's a reason. There's a whole thing. I'm going to like URL and stuff. But also, Instagram. Was that in good taste? And... Oh. C underscore underscore honey. Oh yeah. And the art of giving up. Yeah. See, we're here. We're fucking doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Next oh. week, uh stay tuned. Oh, we're gonna be uh having a tasting of some home brewed beers. Um it's it's I, our challenge finale. I think we're gonna get sloppy fucking drunk. Oh, we're gonna get slizzed. <laughs> Fuck. I feel I feel it, but I, I'm, we have a few minutes quickly, quickly, quickly just say I feel so fucking great right now. The not drinking, the exercising, the eating like a person. You look great. You look like you're glowing a little bit. I feel good. I'm about to fucking throw that shit out the window. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was uh, was that in good taste. Um, you've been. You've you've been James Barry. Oh, I was gonna I was throwing it to you to say the thing. Oh, I was you were throwing it to me and I was throwing it, but we were having a catch, Dad. Oh my fucking god. I'm James Barry. And I'm Chandler Phillips. Remember, drinking isn't required and it is right now. Oh it's shit. It's not, not even really recommended. No, it's not. Drink kombucha. Take care of your butt your butt health, your, your butt <laughs> your microbiome. <laughs>